Hey YouTube, this is Will Bannon. We're here at Drinking Up Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Up Moe's. Big Mo here. Be sure YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good shit because helps with that pain in the ass algorithm. We're pretty much most places you can find your podcast, Spotify, Google, all that. Today, excited to have with me will bannon how you doing i'm doing good how you doing oh i'm doing all right i got a exciting little saturday coming up going to uh sammy callahan's promotion uh revolver they got a show in des moines that's a couple hours from me and I had the uh, ring announcer, Sean T, on not all that long ago, and he's covering my ticket. So I'm like, well, if you're telling me that, then I guess it's kind of hard to pass that up. You kind of have to go. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm, I'm excited. They got a pretty stacked card. But the uh, first thing I like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan? And then what? made you decide to finally make the leap into getting into the ring all right so i've been watching it since i was like six years old first time i ever saw wrestling i was at my cousin's house and Rick flair was doing an interview and i just got hooked right then and there i thought it was amazing i, no. I was a fan yeah ever since then i never stopped i was passionate about it so when i got older Around where I was living at, there's no wrestling schools whatsoever. Now, I always wanted to be a wrestler, so I kind of make a choice. So I decided to go to the military for a while. Did that for about eight years. Then when I got out and moved to North Carolina, I saw there was a wrestling school an hour away from me. And I'm like, mm. well, I, I got to do it. If I don't, Dang. I'm going to regret it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally get you there. Uh I know seeing promos from guys like Ric Flair, that would hook just about anybody. I feel like just the energy that that guy had, especially back then doing his promos, it was just infectious. And then you, you brought up military. What branch were you in? That was the Army. Army. Navy guy here, but I got plenty of some of my best friends army, so nothing but love. Oh yeah, same here, man. Yeah, I oh one of the guys that's gonna help me out a little bit here on the show doing some of my other non-interview segments was a groomsman at my wedding another fellow veteran he was army and yeah he offered because yeah i i have a lot on my plate when it comes to the show and outside of it so he's like oh, yeah hey how, how about and up until now it's all been besides obviously guests like you it's all been me like i'm the one doing the the editing the the distribution the social media work it's all me so he's like how about that's really like jobs 
Hmm? Yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's literally three full time jobs wrapped into one. I don't know how you do all that, but damn. Yeah, it, it's it's a process. I editing, I've got it down to where unless there's like technical issues, I can get it down pretty quick. But yeah, yeah. all all the other stuff, you know, reaching out for guests going and doing all the other social media work and i remember spotify they did those uh year-end rap things and on mine it said something about how my podcast was in like the top five percent most shared globally and i'm like shit if i can do that by myself just imagine if i actually have some help yeah, true. But no, you're doing great, man. I, I appreciate it. I it's a lot of work and I'm glad it's getting a good response. Um one thing I was definitely wanting to talk about here is today in independent wrestling, it's there's a bit more to choose from as opposed to yeah, like when we were growing up. Like I remember I didn't actually get introduced to independent wrestling until I was stationed in Southern California. And I right. just happened to find a couple promotions there. And now, mm-hmm. good Lord, I live in Omaha, Nebraska. We have two in town and we got another two or three within a couple hours from here. So it's like, there's so much to it's choose everywhere. from. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. All the streaming services like Fight TV, Pro Wrestling TV, IWTV. It's just everywhere. Oh, I'm glad too. I mean, back in the day, after WCW was done, it was just WWE for the most part. You know, he had no other choice. But I'm glad everything else is building, especially independence. Oh yeah, and I mean, you get some of the places that are really blowing up because of some of these streaming services like GCW is doing amazing things. CZW is getting back out there because it seemed like, I don't know if it was just a weird coincidence, but it seemed like when they tried to get out of the death match stuff, they seemed to kind of taper off. But now they're bringing back, especially the tournament of death and everything. And now it's seeming to spike back up for them. And then you have. Yeah. I mean, that's the fan base. Sorry. That's their fan base. They they had a deathmatch fan base and they kind of went away from that. It wasn't really shocking. They kind of went down a little bit. You, You know, you bring that up. Yeah. It wasn't too terribly shocking to me when I originally heard about it but then i'm glad things are going back up for them i actually at one point or another i've interviewed about half the tournament of the last tournament of death and including the winner okay and yeah i know him i know a lot of those guys in there oh yeah no and i was so happy 
be that I got to have them on. And I, I've seemed to have developed a little bit of a following in the deathmatch community. I mean, I'm a fan of deathmatches, but you know, with, with having some of the people that I've been able to have on, like, like, so the Bev, like, uh, oh, I had Madman Pondo on not long ago. Had uh, I saw that one. That that was that was a good one. He's an interesting yeah. character. I'll just put it that way. Um, and then uh, personal bucket list one for me that I was like, I almost dropped my phone when he said that he'd do it. Alex Cologne. Okay. He, yeah. He he was he was a bucket yeah, list one definitely. for me. Yeah, yeah, and I I actually got signed ring worn kick pads of his now, so I'm like, oh, that's gonna be centerpiece nice. in my wrestling autographs when I get my man cave set up. Yeah. But uh another thing that I wanted to talk about is Deathmatch wrestling in general kind of came yeah. from where it was kind of like the backyard wrestling where people kind of shit on it, really, for the lack of a better way to put it. And now you have yeah. places like GCW, like CZW, and even XPW coming back and doing some of the insane stuff that they're doing it's like there's been a bit of a mainstream and a boom in deathmatch wrestling and you've had your share of matches in the deathmatch style what is that what is it like being a part of something that has come from like somewhat humble beginnings and like like i mentioned backyards and stuff and now Hell, they were having death matches in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to be part of it, but like, especially when the early stuff in Japan in the '80s, that's mm. exactly what I study. I still do, like, especially Terry Funk. I love Terry Funk. He's the goat. I don't care what anybody says to me. He is the goat, no matter what. Oh, yeah, and being part of the deathmatch scene. The dream come true. That's why I, I, when I decided to get in pro wrestling, I wanted to do death matches, but I want to be trained the right way to do them. So I don't look like an idiot when I'm just hitting people with shit. I actually want yeah. to make a, a match mean something. You know, and so, yeah. that, that is a common thing that I've noticed with a lot of the guys in the death match scene that I've talked to is that they all, and very smart thinking that they want to be able to make sure that they're trained correctly so that way like you mentioned you're not just going out there and be like okay you have a light tube i have a light tube bam just randomly hitting people with shit you know still telling having those elements in there but being able to have those around a story that you're trying to tell you can really tell the guys that really take that seriously yeah i know but yeah like that's that's my biggest thing like i really want my matches to mean something 
And the people I worked with so far has helped me come a long way. And I appreciate every single one of them. Like all my death matches that I had so far have been amazing because of them, you know? Yeah. Because we work together. That's what makes it. Oh, no, that, that is definitely true. You know, you have, you know, you, it's more so in singles wrestling. You know, you have, you're counting on that person that you're standing across from. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're both counting on each other to make each other look good. And yeah, you've had some pretty good, good uh, partners in that aspect. Exactly. Um, some of the people that I have in my, I have two categories, and we kind of brought up a couple of them. But I want to, what we do, name game. I name off some people and you give me your thoughts on them. Sometimes I try to tailor it to the guests. And you know what? I figured we've been talking about some death matches. Well, and I theme it towards death matches. First one, Alex Cologne. The very, very hard worker. Like it's gonna it's sad to see him go when he does retire, but hard worker. Very professional. I like the guy. Oh, yeah. One of my absolute favorites. And I know he talked about taking a little bit of a break. So hopefully he he comes back. But, you know, when you think about it, if there's somebody that's definitely deserved to uh, take that break and Hell, right off into the sunset if he wants to. He's definitely earned it. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Next one up. Mentioned that I've also had him on the show. Madman Pondo. Oh, he is one of the best of the best right now. Like, he's the, the, the whole – like, Deathmatch had the Mount Rushmore. He would be on it. And he's definitely oh. a guy to learn from and just study all day long. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. And, you know, when I did my little introduction on his episode, he tried to downplay the whole legend thing. But I'm like, dude, when people think about current day deathmatch wrestling, you're one of the people that pops up into their heads. Another guy that I would... Actually, both of the next two guys I would like to think are pretty much the same way. First one, he I like to say he's a bit of a damn machine with the schedule he puts himself through. John Wayne Murdoch. Oh, God. Yeah, he's definitely on my bucket list for opponents. Definitely. He, yeah, another Mount Rushmore one, in my opinion. He works hard. He makes everything look great. He's an awesome dude. Oh, yeah. No, and I've I've talked with him about coming on, and we've about had it a couple times, but mm. eh, no no fault of his own. The, the, like I said, the schedule he puts himself through, he's a busy dude, so it'll happen eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, last but not least, 
They called him the king, the god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. Dude, he's an awesome guy. We actually hung out not too long ago during Thanksgiving weekend. He's an amazing guy. Like he watched some of my, my matches. He gave me the you know approval and all that. That was great. One of the best dudes I ever met in this business. He was awesome. That that is awesome. I, I love hearing stuff like that because you know you see you see it from you know behind the scenes stuff and then you see like when the, that music of his hits and it's like a damn mosh pit in there well, I know. and the energy yeah. that he has holy shit and you know I, i've heard plenty just like you the nothing but glowing things to say about him and i still we talked a little bit about bucket lists for opponents for you and stuff He's definitely on a bucket list, even for me to just get a meet. Because, oh, yeah. Not only am I such a huge fan of his, you know, professionally, but personally, he's the, a prime example of a, of a good redemption story because he's battled back from some pretty intense stuff. And now he is trying to make a positive out of everything that's happened to him. And he he's doing a good job. He is, yeah, I agree. Next up, I have a bit of a random question category. You answer how you All see right. fit. Some might be wrestling related, some might not be. First okay. up, craziest in-match moment. Mm, craziest in match moment. Uh, well, okay. So at one of my death matches, I got hit in the back of the head with something. Don't know what it was. Blood was just gushing, gushing out. And uh, at first, I thought it was a little bit like I hands full of blood. Then I could feel it coming down my back. So oh. I was like, "All right, so I'm bleeding out." So let, let me get a few more minutes. And 10 minutes later, the match was done. Another 30-minute drive to the uh, hotel to get washed and my girlfriend super glued everything shut. <laughs> but yeah, just getting hit in the head. I don't know what it was, but I could just feel it. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. Hard to, hard to beat that as far as crazy moments. I know I've witnessed my fair share of what I feel like are some crazy ones. The couple that I like to tell the stories about, I mentioned that I'm going to Wrestling Revolver here this weekend. Last time I went, yeah, they had what I consider my first legit death match and not one of those that it's like, they call it a death match, but it's basically just a standard hardcore rules match. This one was Jake Chris versus Joel Bateman, and they ended it by taking four folding chairs, bridging two panes of glass on them, and then Bobby, his Jake's manager, all of a sudden rolls in, brings out this lighter fluid, and lights the glass on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, that's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, and I'm actually I'm gonna be I'm gonna be meeting them both again this weekend, and I'm having Bobby on for a recording, I believe next week. So is gonna be able to relive that all over again. (laughs) But uh, oh, the I was just remembering the other one, ladder match, ladder bridge between the guardrail and the the uh, ring apron. My friend who was in the match has this guy on his back, and all of a sudden he jumps. Ladder V just folds right in half. I'm like, ow. Yeah. Yeah, that probably hurt. Yeah. And funny thing is, later this month, that same match is a recurring one for the promotion. He's that same friend of mine is in that match again. All right. I, I can't wait to see what they got in store there. Next one, kind of going somewhat off of the, the the last question. What is a weapon that you would like to avoid getting used on you in a match if you had the choice? Oh, yeah, scissors. I don't want to work with scissors. Understandable. I know that would be one that I... I would probably avoid, and I've I've heard yeah. some var- varied ones. Scissors the very understandable because you know not only you know good lord they're just you you have more than one you have more than one thing to go yeah. into you and it's right. just exactly but I've heard everything from gusset plates which that another one I'd understand. And one that kind of surprised me, but when getting the explanation, it it became understandable. And Alex Colon, when I had him on, he mentioned toothpicks. And it's like, I'm like, "Hmm, toothpicks. Then we got to talking and it's like, yeah, you might luck out and get the whole thing out, but you break off the wrong piece and then you have... You risk having a piece embedded in your skin and getting all infected and shit. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That that one, I'm like, oh, boy. Everybody has their favorite things when, you know, going out after the shows for grabbing a bite to eat. What would you say is a favorite food of yours? Pizza. <laughs> pizza can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. I know. You know, you hear sometimes people say, uh, oh damn, it, it is escaping me, but it's basically like any pizza is good pizza, really. Yeah. Although my before I met my wife, I had never had pineapple on pizza, but now it's like, that's the one yeah, hamburger and pineapple. She lo- she loves it, so it's like, well, all right, yeah, we'll get it. And then I kind of, I won't say that I love it, but 
I'll, yeah. I'll eat it when I'm with her. It, it belongs on pizza. So, yeah. Next one. What would you say is a favorite drink of yours? Alcoholic, non, or one of both? Okay. So, if we'll go with non-alcoholic, I like sweet tea. When it uh, alcoholic, I'm always with vodka. Mm. Okay, sweet tea. I, I will, I will definitely agree. That's an, another one of my favorites. I, my wife says I'm a bit of a Dr Pepper fiend, which I mm. I can't deny. But then, most most of my first year in the Navy, I was down south in you know, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. So the, I got spoiled on the good shit, the good sweet tea. All right. Stuff in like the gallon milk jugs and shit. I know. <laughs> yeah. But vodka, you know what? Vodka, that, that's one I don't have too often. I, okay. I seem to be, well, alcoholic i seem to go more beer than anything but liquor it's probably whiskey or tequila for for me okay i i've i got some good stuff when it comes to tequila like the stuff that it's like if you mix it in something like a margarita for example you better be careful how much of the damn margaritas you have because you can barely yeah. tell there's alcohol in it. Right. Last but not least for random questions, what is some of the best advice you have for somebody wanting to get into wrestling? Uh, okay, you got to be ready for anything. You gotta work out. You gotta be able to take take the bumps, take the pain, and unfortunately, you gotta be able to deal with the drama. Because in wrestling, there's a bunch of crappy drama out there, but you just gonna have to take it. Very, very good advice. You know, I know the little bit that I've been not necessarily in ring, but the enough that I've been around my friends in the business. I can definitely tell there's, there's drama out there and especially in independent wrestling. And, you know, if you, if you can't take being around it, you might want to find something else. But in, in uh, my experience so far, there has been less drama in a deathmatch locker room than a regular locker room. Like, I'm much rather be in a deathmatch locker room because we're all back there getting along. The other side, it, there's just high school crap. Just, that's yeah. my experience so far. That That is interesting. Which, I mean, I can, I can see it in a lot of aspects. But, uh, yeah, no... That that's that's interesting hearing that you know the deathmatch locker rooms seem to get along somewhat better than other ones. Yeah. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Well, 
I'm ah, my dogs are acting crazy over there. But anyways, that is about all I have. But as far as upcoming shows, I'm not exactly certain at the moment when this episode will be released. But what are some upcoming shows you have? All right, so March 18th, I got a big death match coming up with a guy named Lazarus Black and Raven Havoc. It's going to be a triple threat at promotions called See No Evil Wrestling. It's their first ever death match where the main event, it's it's a big deal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I'll... That, that I mean, I've been uh, I've been familiar with Raven Havoc, so that that'll be interesting to see that one. Do you know if they're streaming that anywhere, or if that's going to be like eventually released on like YouTube or something? Oh no, I'm going to have somebody actually record it, and it's going to be uploaded on YouTube maybe a day or two after that. It'll be on there. That match at least will be on that on YouTube. Well, I will definitely be checking it out because, you know, just uh, hearing, you know, it's going to be one of their first death matches. I mean, hell, can't really want to pass that up getting to watch that, especially with the three guys, you and the other two that you mentioned. Going to be pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, because Raven, you know, Raven Havoc goes hard all the time. (laughs) Lazarus Black, same way. So, and same with me. So we're, it's, it's going to be like three titans colliding. It's oh, going to be an amazing show. I, I can't wait to see it. Like I said, that is about all I have for tonight. want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And where can people find you social media-wise so if they don't already have their eyes on you, they can go ahead and get them there. Oh yeah, definitely Facebook's the best way. I'm uh, working on my YouTube channel right now, so I have all my matches lined up there eventually. But yeah, definitely uh, Facebook and Instagram. Best ways to contact me or anything like that. I'll definitely, and you know, you bring up the YouTube channel. I actually just uh, subscribed because I noticed that you subscribed to mine, so I got yeah. you there. So I can't wait to appreciate see- it, man. No, oh, yeah, no, anytime. I can't wait to see what you got coming up for that. But like I said, that is about all I have. Thank you again, and best of luck there on the 18th. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, one, two, thank the sponsor today, Reaper Apparel. One, two, Encourage everybody to break out of the comfort zone, live their best self, which I very much support. They got great apparel, hats, shirts, beanies, hoodies, all that good shit. Be sure when you go on to reaperapparel.com, use the code DRINKIN for 10% off your order. Let's fucking go.